0: Hello and welcome to the Athena in the Well podcast. My name is Joy Bertrand and I'm your host. For the past 20 years, I've been trying cases. First as a state and federal prosecutor and for the past 15 years as a civil rights and criminal defense lawyer. My work has been featured on CNN, NBC, The Washington Post, CBS, Telemundo, and Univision. I teach trial advocacy and trial communication all over the world. This podcast takes the timeless teachings of the goddess of Athena and applies them to the work of women trial lawyers. Using her four primary strengths of Master Strategist, Fiercely Independent, Creative Goddess, and Ferocious Warrior, we apply these principles to the tools needed to be the most effective advocate for our clients before juries and judges, and in the process, help you find your voice, take your space, and command the courtroom. Welcome. Today we're going to be talking about the lower right hand quadrant in your XY Athena axis that discusses the trait of fierce independence. And um, it's been a couple weeks since we posted an actual Athena teaching podcast and it's because I have really struggled with this independence quadrant and I, I don't know what to tell you other than initially when I was writing the Athena in the Well book, the independence quadrant actually felt like the one that was going to be the easiest to work on, the one that seemed the most obvious. And I was worried initially that we wouldn't have enough meat in it because we're talking to professional women. We're not talking to women who are scared to go out into the world and assert themselves. And for the most part, we're talking about women who make up only 30% of a male-dominated field uh, full of aggression and kind of still that glorifies uh, male misbehavior. So I was struggling initially with this, and I thought we would just talk about Athena the Virgin and that theme and talk about the sexuality of it. And that actually has become almost a distraction to the whole conversation. So today we're going to talk about independence as it's come together here and uh, put an Athena spin on it and take ownership of it. When I sat with this fierce independence, one of the things that crystallized is that it actually is going to be the most challenging of the quadrants and call for the most personal reflection. So strategy, we can talk about mindsets. We can talk about practical things to make yourself a better strategist. With creativity, we can talk about growing uh, right brain strengths and tapping into your innate creativity that all of us have, so I think we just kind of tamp it down sometimes, and the warrior stuff about discipline, physical strength, and being in fighting form, that stuff is actually feels very natural to talk about, but talking about independence and what it takes to become independent was, was pretty intimidating, and then in the process of putting together what some really cool upcoming uh, bonus content and talking about independence, one of the things that kept coming up for it was the need to define values, your core values, your non-negotiables, and that a lot of people avoid that exercise. And I think it's in part because we're kind of afraid to get honest about what some of our values are. We think that they're not going to be popular or they're too old-fashioned, or they're too out there, you know, one direction or another. So we we, we tend to actually tell ourselves that our values aren't cool, that they're not going to be accepted if we're honest about them. And yet, those values, those core principles that define you are what define you. They're what make you, you. And it's, it's time to shake the shame from that. Um, and if you're not sure about how to define your values, and I'm not talking about just things you like or the goals you have for your life, it's those things that are really your framework. They're in your bone marrow. No one's going to talk you out of it. No one's going to change your mind and you know when they're speaking to you. If you have any if you have any question about where to start with this, exercise, look at the most courageous decisions and actions you have taken in your life. Look at the times when it's been scary and you've said, I'm doing it anyway, or I'm not doing it anyway, no matter how scary it is. Those courageous choices were created and supported by your core values. So When we talk about being an Athena and being fiercely independent, we are talking about a woman who is in intimate connection with her core values and is willing to stand in her truth even when it's hard. An example that's really been haunting me for the past couple of weeks as we've been developing this uh, podcast episode is five years ago, my college alma mater, St. Mary of the Woods College, uh, which was the oldest Catholic liberal arts college for women in America, announced abruptly to the alumni and other constituents that it was going to go co-ed. And it was, I I can still remember where I was, what I was wearing, the, the birds chirping outside when I picked up that email. And at the time I was my class's fundraising leader. I was the class agent I sat with the email, it just shaken to my core and my phone started blowing up with other alumni trying to get me to get on board with this and trying to spin it and um, after about 30 minutes I sent an email to the Board of Trustees President's Office saying I immediately resign my position as the class agent for the class of 1991 and that started me on a journey with that institution of taking strong stands about things I didn't even realize were that important to me until faced with their loss. And I got to tell you, it was not easy. I got a lot of pressure to at least support the idea of men on the campus and men in the campus learning program. And, And I couldn't do it. It was not something that I felt A, was consistent with the values of the college, but B, consistent with my values and the emphasis that I personally put on single-sex education in general. And that's a very personal thing. I don't expect anyone else to agree with me. I don't expect anyone else to say that I made the right call. But I made the right call for me And, and a lot of other alumni of the college who then joined me in standing up to the college. And I lost friends over that. I learned a few weeks into the very tense time during this transition that I was not welcome on the campus. That alone was just heartbreaking. And yet I look back five years later, and I am at peace with the position that I took, the action I took in concert with that intellectual position. And I've actually made new friends who... I didn't know that well beforehand, but agreed with me on these fundamental principles of what that college stood for. So I use that example here as an example of where I actually had to get real clear about what my values were. And some of these things I would kind of just taken for granted and thought either everyone agreed with me on, apparently not, uh, but that I hadn't really had to sit with and say, well, now I'm being shown what this looks like if these values are trampled on it, am I going to tolerate that? And in that instance, I said, no, in the history of this college, I want to be noted for one of the people as one of the people who said no to this decision. And so look at in your own life where you've had to take those kinds of stands and what had to go on internally to build up that courage and to just say, no, or to say, yes, we're moving forward. Absolutely as we do that one of the things that we also can consider is what happens when we don't act in concert with our values we have all done it and in fact i would say one of the challenges in this life is to get congruous with your core values we've all stayed in romantic or professional or social relationships that we that just didn't fit who we were for example you go out on the second date with a guy when there's just something that's just not right about him, you you don't know, you can't really put your finger on it, but he's not the right guy. There's something just off. Yet you go on the second date and then the third, and then you end up married to the guy, you know, because something was saying, well, I don't want to be judgmental. I, or just, you know, well, that's, who am I to be Who am I to say something? Or there's other values that started to get put in conflict with your core values. And you chose that maybe those cheaper values over the core. Um, You stay in the job with a company that doesn't represent your core values. And you know, because your stomach ulcer gets worse and worse each week. Or you avoid that difficult conversation with a good friend about an important problem because you don't want to make waves. You don't want the conflict. I get it. You know, you can insert your own litany here of all of the times you wish you'd taken a stand. All the times right now, maybe your, your internal voice is screaming at you to listen and to make a different choice. That's what we're talking about here in this conversation and the conversations that follow on this podcast. We're going to help put those compromises of your values behind you and once and for all help you stand in your truth. Now, when you think about some of these tough choices and you think about what you would do differently, what I really want to nudge you to do at this point is to be real gentle with yourself and know tomorrow is another day. You can choose again. You are not stuck in a pattern of repeating those decisions and those actions that do not fit who you are. So, so know that we all do it. And this is a challenge. And to me, that is the challenge of becoming truly independent. And imagine, if you will, the strength of a woman standing in the well of a courtroom, standing on the steps of a courthouse, standing in her own home and saying, enough. I will not stand by and let this happen. I will not tolerate Injustice, however you define that. I will not tolerate this wrong. I must act to fix this, to fight it, to speak up. That kind of person has a great deal of power. There's a great deal of vulnerability in coming from that place, from coming from your truth. There's also a great deal of power that comes with it. And I briefly mentioned this concept with Athena and with a lot of powerful women in history of the Virgin. And how initially I thought this would kind of be about that and sexual agency, and that's great. But it it really, to, to stay stuck in just talking about sex and sexuality does a disservice to this idea of a woman's independence. But the virgin, we can talk all day about sex. We're going to talk about sex a lot in this podcast because it's a part of who we are. And it's a part of us um, as women that we're still told we have to manage, right? But it's really where the conversation starts. It's not where the conversation should stop. And when we talk about the virgin is this idea of agency that she is the one in control of her reproduction. And her sexuality. And historically, that's been a very threatening posture to take. Gerda Lerner, in her book, The Creation of Patriarchy, talks about this. And the first gender-defined role for women was those who were exchanged in marriage transactions. I challenge us to go beyond talking in those sexuality terms. And look at this in terms of what in other parts of our life do I assert my agency? Where do I assert my truth and my me? And where do I set my boundaries that are consistent for me, not for what someone else tells me they should be? Another way to look at this Athena version of independence, and it is the idea that she was born fully formed. She comes right out of her father's head. And this is another metaphor for independence Athena doesn't need to be made into anything. She is self-defining from the outset. She's self-determining from the outset. And in her story, in Greek mythology, she's seen as the closest in power to Zeus, her father. Sit with that. The one who arrived fully formed is seen as the most powerful next to her father, the all-powerful Zeus. And that's huge. That metaphor for us, applying Athena to this independence quadrant, is coming to accept that we are fully formed. We don't need someone else to define us. We don't need a relationship to define us, a career title to define us, a home, a car, children, not having children, our sexual attraction to others, whoever that is, whomever that is, doesn't matter. In terms of defining who we are, we, each of us define who we are. And we do that again through defining our values. The other thing I want to note about this that I think is, is why we get nervous about talking about independence and talking about women being independent in particular is there's a fear that with independence comes aloneness or loneliness, and that is not the case and in fact, as you develop a strength in your core values, as you live consistently with those values, there will be lonely moments. There will be friends. You may lose friends. You may have to change careers to, or change jobs or change relationships to feel like you're living in your truth. But once you do, what ends up happening is the community finds you and you build connection with people who share your values and want to walk a past similar to yours and will support you. And that may be a romantic partner, a business partner. It may be new friends you make, or you may rekindle friendships and connection with people once they see you standing in your truth. What I would like to suggest for this week, and it sounds real easy to do. It's actually a challenge. This week, your journal prompts are uh, two. The first is what are my core values? Sit with it write them out. And as you write them out, write what's behind them, right? In the TLC context, the trial context, we'd say, what's the second chair? What's the, what's behind that value statement? What's the unsaid? So for example, if you start out by saying my value is to make a good living, I want to make a good living. Okay, great. That's a great place to start. And that might be where you finish, but, but challenge yourself. What's behind that? I, for example, um, I personally have a value for personal security. I just I need it. I need to know I have a place to live. I need to know my place is safe. I need to know it's quiet and secure. Th- those are things that we, you know, we can hash out over all kinds of discussions about how those that value came to be entrenched in me as one that is one of my non-negotiables but it's my truth, but it's not just about making a good living. It's about a different kind of security. And I had to get real comfortable with that concept. You're going to have ones that fit you. And again, if you get struck, look at when you had to make a hard choice and it was a courageous choice and you knew you were doing the right thing. What was the motivation? Because that's your core values speaking to you. And I think it's also tempting to edit or want to tell values as they come up in your journaling to, to be quiet. That's, that one's too old fashioned. Oh my God, I'd be mortified if anyone knew that was important to me, but don't, this is your writing to yourself. This is you connecting with yourself and these values are not lame. They're not old fashioned. They're not too cuckoo. If you, you know, you're, you're really someone who likes to push the envelope with your thinking and your ideas but they're you and the more you get comfortable with them, the more comfortable you're going to be in yourself. And then the second prompt this week is when have you felt, so when have I felt in your journal prompt most congruent with those values? When have I felt connected and centered and coming from a place of, personal power that almost, it's like you're not talking from your throat. You're talking from a deeper place. You're taking a stand. You're taking action from a different place. What did that feel like? And it can be a mix of emotions. It can be, I was scared out of my wits and my knees were shaking, but I knew. And my voice was quaking and there were tears running down my face. Whatever it is, or I felt super strong. Oh my gosh, I felt free. Connect with that because we're going to come back to that and talk about how we can go back to those times and we need to summon that courage again. And I'll be interested to hear from you how this changes how you see yourself and how you see independence. It's going to be something as we build this curriculum and we work one-on-one with you that we can find a real richness. And I look forward to hearing about your values and learning more about you at that depth. It's going to be very exciting and I'm, I'm real happy we finally made this breakthrough with this topic because I actually think this is going to be where we can do some really, really cool work together one-on-one and as a community. So thank you for tuning in this week and I look forward to hearing what your responses are in your journaling. Thank you. Hi, everyone. This is Joy Bertrand, your host and creator of Athena in the Well. I wanted to take a quick moment to personally thank you for listening. I cannot tell you how amazed and humbled I am to the response of this program. And more than that, to the caliber of trial attorney, and by that I mean you, joining me each week. All of us benefit from the collective wisdom, support, and brain trust of our fellow Athenas. And to do that, you have a personal invitation to join our tribe. You can accept my invitation by going to www.athenainthewell.com/invite. Of course, there's no cost to join. It takes five seconds to sign up and ensures that you will be the very first to receive all the insider tools and resources that I only share with the Athena tribe. It also gives you red rope access to our tribe on social media where you can share your questions and experiences as you evolve as a trial goddess. I honor your faith in us, and I would never share your email address, but I will selectively send you the latest news and tools, if and only if I think it's worth your time. Thank you again for listening, and I really look forward to getting to know you and your practice. I am honored to be your guide as you journey to find your voice, take your space, and command the courtroom. Now, let's get back to helping you connect with your inner Athena. Thank you for listening to the Athena in the Well podcast. Join us each week when we apply the lessons of the goddess Athena to the lives of women trial lawyers, helping you to find your voice, take your space, and command the courtroom.